When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast, Raw Rundown, where we give you the top 10 stories of the week. My name is Adam Glenn. Over there is Dax Holt. Uh, we are an entertainment news podcast. Uh, one of the what? ones in the country. Yeah. Dax, what? You didn't know? You didn't know I didn't know. This, is, this is new news to me. This We've been doing this for a couple years. It's glad that you finally realized this is an entertainment <laughs> news podcast. Where Dax and I have uh, some expertise in this industry, and we give you our I, takes on it, and also I, I thought we were doing medical out. news. That's why I wore my scrubs today. <laughs> yeah, you I thought we were doing all things WebMD here. <laughs> yeah, you look like a doctor. I look like I just got done shoveling a driveway out. So it's uh, <laughs> that's Dax is on the West Coast. That's got to be so nice. I'm on the East Coast. I'm a little, I wouldn't say hungover because I didn't have that much to drink last night, but I. I just don't drink like I used to. Like more than one beer just hurts after Dude, a while. You know when I realized I was old when I started getting two day hangovers. I'm like, what is <laughs> this? Like how how does the hangover last for multiple days at this point? So yeah. And then you know what else I've had to do? Go down and do like the IV drip. Do you guys have those in New York? Yeah, yeah, I've done a bunch. I've done that. Yeah, you've done you that. Like, yeah, where you drink too much and then you go down and you get like an IV bag. It changes everything because you go in. It rehydrates your body, but then gives you like the non-nausea, um, I don't know, medicine in there. So you feel much better after you leave there. It can like refresh you completely. Yeah, I've done the IVs a few times. Um, like them. I enjoy them. Not cheap, by the way, dude. I've done, you know. Sometimes been... you got to go for it, bro. No, I get it. I mooch my way. I was out last night. I, um, I was with... Is it weird if I say yes. what I was with? No. All right. I, I, no, I was with... I was with Vinny from Jersey Shore last night, uh, hanging out with him a little bit. And then after I left him, I actually ran into Shane Gillis, who's hosting Saturday Night Live this week. And um, I was out to like pretty like, I don't know, I got home like 2.33 in the morning. I'm, which su- is- I'm surprised that Shane was out. Like, I feel like all these people that are getting ready for SNL are normally like they can't do anything all week long. And then after Saturday Night Live, that's when they do like the partying. So that's what he he wasn't out partying actually. We were at a comedy club and he was hanging out for a little bit. Um, and he was getting ready, he was trying out his set for Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what you know, a lot of times comics, sometimes non-comics will try out their their monologue or set before they do Saturday Night Live. So he did that last night. And um, is it gonna be good? Is it worth watching for the people that haven't seen it? Do you say good. tune in? It's good. It's good. If you if some people on this podcast know who Shane Gillis is, some people don't. He's definitely um from what I saw, and if he goes with that set he did last night, he definitely he pushes it a little bit. Okay. Um, the boundaries. Um and he dresses <clears throat> sorry, my voice is going. Hear this? Wow. Yeah, dude. I told you I went out last night. Um but he he addresses sort of like the elf in the room a little bit, doesn't go into mm-hmm. it too hard, but it's going to be an interesting show. Very talented guy. Very funny. A lot of people don't know who he is, but the people do love him. And I'm excited to see what people's opinions are about it. And I'm excited to see his monologue. Hung out with Vinny, too. Uh, Vinny, you know what's weird about Vinny? We kind of spoke about it last night. It's like I've been – me and Vinny don't work together. We're not like mm-hmm. close. Like we're friends. Like if I see him, like, hey, what's up, dude? How are you? We're acquaintances. We have each other's numbers. But I don't like – but I've been like working with him for 15 years now. You know, and it's just surreal that I was part of his journey of how big that show was. You remember how big Jersey like Dude, Jersey Shore was the biggest show. I loved it. I was obsessed with Jersey Shore. Obsessed. Yeah. But and and the does he say why he refuses to come on our podcast? No, I didn't ask him. I don't think he knows to do one. <laughs> I'll get him on eventually, but I know he's like trying to kind of get away from it a little bit not i don't think i would say i know i would say he's like he's trying to like explore his creative 
skills, I guess, in a way. Okay, then just to... ask him for one favor. Say, can you get us Snooky? Because I've Dude, always wanted would... Snooky. Snooky and Pink are your two go-to people. Oh, That's my it. God. I love Snooky. Like, I know. Snooky, I would say, is hand out, hands down the best reality star out there. Very interesting person. She kind of lives a quiet life now, somewhat mm-hmm. of a quiet life, which good for her. You don't see her husband at all anymore. Um, he's a, he definitely quieted down. Anyway, this is the top 10 stories of the week. We call it the Raw Rundown. Before we get to the Raw Rundown, we love reviews. We love them so much. We actually read them live on air. It's a way to give you a shout out. It's a way for you to show some love. It's us to show you some love. It's just all about love. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? <laughs> I do, I do. All right, this one comes from Eshery85. Five stars. Love the show is the title. I absolutely love the show. I hate the interviews. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's actually I, really I don't, funny. <laughs> I love the show. So I'm, I, you know, I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, whatever. You know, whatever floats your boat. I uh, hate the interviews. I guess it really depends on the guest, though. I think yeah, that's the it, funny part. Trust me, because sometimes I even hate the interviews, depending on the guest. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, listen, you take an interview, and sometimes people have interest in them. Sometimes people don't. And I understand, I totally understand that. Yeah, There's some podcasts I love. Day, yeah, someone's having sometimes. a bad day, screws up the whole. And then there's times that we're, we're so under the gun, like we were counting on an interview that we're like, uh, what do we do? How do we clean this up to make it listenable for the guests or, or for the audience? It's, it's, a, it's a whole mind game over here. It's so weird sometimes when you get these people that get pitched out to you and they want to do interviews and then they come on the podcast and then they just, they're not a performer, yeah. you know? And uh, you have to perform a little bit. You have to know there's entertaining. Like I love the Crystal Hefner interview. I think it's a really interesting interview. Maybe she was just a little nervous, but she was very timid. And I was like, perform a little bit. Like, like be more, <laughs> you know, you're trying to sell a book here. And, um, but sell no, she, that but book, girl. Well, she was doing so book. many interviews uh, at that time. Like, we got one of the first ones, but she just kept going. She was an interview after interview after interview. I'm going to read one more just because, okay, why not? Uh, this one comes from Jen Helen 14, five stars. Amazing podcast is the headline. I really like Adam and Dax's podcast. The perspective and personal experiences with celebrities are so interesting and unique. I look forward to listening to them every week. Love the top 10 on Fridays. Makes my Fridays so much better. Hell yeah, Jen. I hope today's <laughs> episode makes your day better too. We All are right. going to make your Friday so much better because we're going to give you the top 10 stories of the week, which is what you wanted, Jen. Thank you for the review. Let's start the raw rundown so you know everything what's going on in the world of entertainment news, starting with number 10. Oh, number 10. So you remember how we were talking about Taylor Swift's uh, jet being tracked around the world and there was a Twitter account or an X account that was basically posting its whereabouts at all times? Well, the college student who owns that, uh, that site is basically saying that he has done nothing unlawful um, and he's got his lawyers involved. So he was sent a basically a cease and desist by Taylor's people demanding that uh, he takes down the site, that they do not release her whereabouts, that it is dangerous. She has stalkers. You're basically handing people a map to exactly where Taylor's going to be. Well, his uh, lawyers have now responded saying, look, he's not doing anything un- uh, unlawful, that this is a public website that is giving public information. This is covered under freedom of speech. Um, and he's literally done nothing wrong. Can you imagine going up against Taylor Swift, though? Like, do you really want to take on that fight? That's what I'm kind of shocked about, is that he is so adamant about keeping this up. Like, why? Like, can he possibly? There's no way he's making, like, a ton of money off of it. He's just I think he's just trying to prove a point. And I think we talked about this before. He was trying to prove a point of how accessible all of this stuff can be. And you see this a lot with, like, AI deepfakes. They do it because they want to show here's the negative side of it, but it's getting all this attention. So I just think, why do you want this smoke in your life? I don't, I don't think I'd want to go up against her. I'm just curious in the beginning, before it got to this point, did her camp go to him and say, Hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Can you just stop what you're doing? And then someone else might, they're not going to pay him money. They're going to say, take this crap down. Well, take this crap down. But again, so 
explain to me this, Dax. What he's doing, there's no legal repercussions. He's not doing anything legally that's illegal. No, but it's not safe for the celebrity. So, like, you know, he had an Elon Jet um, X account, and it was tracking Elon's jet all around the world. Same with Taylor. Uh, and, and X has shut them down, so you don't see the account anymore. Um, but he's still active out there. I don't th- he's not doing anything wrong because if you were to go to this aviation website, you could track the jets as well, right? He's just kind of spoon feeding it out to the public. And for all those people that don't want to go and put in the tail number or don't know the tail number themselves. Um, I understand this though. Like I, I get why Taylor's had so many damn stalkers, like so many every, for a while there was like every week we were covering someone who was trying to break into her New York home. So for her, I think, this is very scary. And I would say being the guy like this is a woman who's had numerous stalkers, like let it go, find someone else to track. You know what so I'm they're, saying? They're not Taylor, Elon. They're not the only planes that are tracked. Mm-hmm. I know there's a private dispatch. It used to be open. A dispatch is like a, uh, you, you know, what dispatch is right. It's no. sort of like an app dispatch is like, they have like these groups where you kind of communities, and you could kind of, it's just like a, a online community, but there was okay. a dispatch group of people tracking celebrity flights and I've seen it and you could track a lot of, celebrity you could flights. track every flight going, taking off and landing across the U S yeah, like, you'll know where flight. they are, where they're, where they're going to next, what time they land. Um, it just, it's, it's very weird. It's very, I don't <sighs> It, it's just it's it's very unique. It's very weird. I understand Taylor's situation. I'm surprised that uh, she hasn't just tried to offer this guy money. Say, listen, how do we uh, make some? But I could see the lawyers making a bigger thing and making this more public information and making this into a legal situation and saying, hey, a new law, you cannot track these type of flights because mm-hmm. of safety reasons. And sometimes there could be meetings going on that is not for the public. So I could see this be turning into a bigger situation. Taylor becoming the leader of celebrities saying she was the first one to stand up and put the money behind it to make a law so people cannot track flights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I'm not innocent, Dex. And I've I've been at the airport to shoot people. I've gotten information to, to film interview and interview people. I've got, you know, how do I get that flight information? I actually don't really know. I don't really deal with that stuff. I get it sent to me like this. I just got someone sent me a flight for a politician. If I want to go shoot a politician tonight, which I'm not going to do, but um, I, 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 I think it's also different for one person to have the information versus the mass public. You know what I'm saying? There, there's a, there's a difference in that. I'm not saying that you're not innocent. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's a different yeah. situation. My prediction, though, Taylor Swift is going to put the money behind it. Her lawyers are going to team up. They're going to try to create a law to make this stuff illegal. Taylor Swift is the case is actually going to win the lawsuit, and uh, there's going to be a new law made, and Taylor Swift is going to be praised as the as the star among stars who changed the game for them. Um, yeah. Let's move on to number nine, Dex. Oh, number nine. Do you remember that Ashley Simpson incident where she was caught lip syncing? Do I? Oh well, my God! I miss Ashley Simpson. She is talking all about it. So she sat down to reflect on that moment that I would say changed her life. She was on the changed uh, her life. Yeah, she was it, it on legit the... changed her life because she was the biggest that year was the year of Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson potentially could have been bigger than her sister because she came out with this TV show that people loved. It was on MTV. She came out with an album. That was incredible. It was a great album. It's an incredible album. In fact, occasionally, Dax, I'm not gonna lie, I'll put it on my Spotify and listen to it because it was just it's a great album. Great songs. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get up to my chest. Back to the story. <laughs> well, this all happened back in 2004, and uh, she was speaking about it on the Broad Ideas with Rachel Bilson and Olivia Allen podcast, and she just kind of explained what really happened that day, what went down, um, where she was caught lip syncing, um, and it was from the autobiography. Um, was it the autobiography album? Is that what it, the, al- the album was Correct. called? Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, so she said that she had done her rehearsal the night before, and then she woke up the next day and just literally couldn't speak. And she said, I saw the voice doctor that day. I had two nodules beating against each other. And she goes, you know what? I, I can't go on. I, I don't care. I can't speak. And and she's saying, well, like, I didn't say that out loud. She had to even write that down because she couldn't talk. And then I guess her label encouraged her to perform with just like a pre pre-recorded vocals, which it happens all the time, right? Like people perform at so many different big award shows with pre-tracked vocals. It's very common. However, they hadn't practiced it. And I think that's the bigger issue here. They didn't practice it. So she was like, this is not going to go well. And she goes, I just can't do this. Well, they ended up doing it anyway. She performed Pieces of Me uh, first on SNL, and it was totally fine. And then during the second song um, is when the track ended up skipping and pausing and like, doing all this stuff and she ended up just walking off stage and she goes what that taught me was the power of my no she goes the power of me saying absolutely not that's what i would go back and say she goes it was a very humbling moment for her uh i had she had the number one song and everything about uh, to go somewhere i mean she was really like you said she had the number one song in the country her career was on this massive trajectory and then it was like, whoa, the humility of not understanding, she said, that grown-ass man would say about you and and the awful things people would say. It was so hard to learn to tune that out and find my strength to get up and to go on. And she ended up performing a year later at SNL, and she goes, it was just so scary to do, um, you know, going back onto that stage after being embarrassed so much. And everyone ridiculed her. If, if you don't remember this moment or you weren't – around or not into entertainment news at the time this was the biggest story and what's funny is like at the end of the day who cares she lip sync i mean she her song is people lip sync but if she wasn't sick and she or she was sick and she went out there like i felt like there was a good enough excuse but people weren't buying it i didn't know that she went back on snl after she after the whole failure uh, the, the 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 incident I, that part i i don't remember i probably re- remember she probably did. I just don't recall that because the first time she did SNL was such a memorable, moment. memorable, a memorable moment. She did film the show during that time. So you saw the behind the scenes of what happened during the mm-hmm. SNL thing. And she was legit not feeling well. However, to cancel on SNL, that's a, that's a big thing to do. The other part, the other part is I lost my voice before, before I was doing a TV show. And I had to get a shot. They gave me a steroid and I got a shot and they fixed my voice. I got my voice back. I felt healthy. I was like, man, I'm surprised no one gave her that option to go get a steroid to get her voice back to feel good. Even well, though do it's you not think, though, do you think that getting your voice back is different from getting your singing voice back though? I'm like not a singer, using so I don't your know. Vocal cords in a very different manner, I would say. Like again, I'm not a singer either. Yeah. But I think that being able to sing and sound good singing. I don't know if that's just a one shot done and you're good. Yeah, that part I don't know. The other part I question is this. When you do SNL, there's the live show, which tapes at 1130 Eastern time. And But before they do the live show, they do a dress rehearsal taping where the musical act still performs. Mm -hmm. Was there any issue? Why was there or was there any issue during the dress rehearsal compared to you know was there an incident during the dress rehearsal and how did it all change when they did the live show that's the part i do question but i do know she was not feeling great when she did snl i also think like how did it skip like it wasn't like they were using records (laughs) you know like how did it skip back then yeah, I the whole thing is just very confusing. It's weird. I, like, do you think someone literally set her up and we've never talked about that? You know what? That would be the question for Ashley. Do you think – is there any part of you that thinks that someone sets you up for that SNL appearance? And uh, yeah, it was just kind of not really thought of too well. They're like, yeah. eh, just play a song. You just dance over in the background. I just don't – I have a few other questions for it. But again, Ashley Simpson at that time was – on the projection to be the biggest star, and it really did change her career. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Dax, the number eight story. Number eight story. Uh, this one actually happened last week on Friday, but it is still trending this week. Kelly Rowland walking off the set of the Today Show. Everyone's been talking about this. Um, apparently over her dressing room, not happy about the dressing room that she was allotted to at uh, at NBC. Um, wait, today's show is NBC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to make yeah, sure yeah. I said the right network here. No, um, but uh, Kelly Rowland, she was slated to co-host, like I think it's the third hour of the Today Show. Yes. Um, and she didn't end up sitting down. Rita Ora filled in for her, all because Kelly and her team weren't happy with the dressing room that she had, they uh, apparently it was slumpy. It was small. Um, and the, the better dressing room upstairs was already taken by Jennifer Lopez. And so they kind of got a smaller one and this turned into a whole big diva type story where people were reporting it this week. Like Kelly walks off because the dressing room wasn't good enough. And you know, the today show kind of tried to like, Covered up a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. Like, it's all good here. There were some rumors going around that maybe her interview uh, with Savannah got three a little bit earlier, where Savannah was just peppering her with Beyonce questions was kind of like the turning point. But we're, uh, we're reading stories that that is not true, that it was not about the Beyonce questions, even though sometimes we've heard in the past that she has strict rules where she doesn't want to talk Destiny's Child, she doesn't want to talk Beyonce, so like, don't ask her. But that wasn't her breaking point. It was over the dressing room, which is funny because when you're co-hosting, you're not even in the dressing room. You're in there for five minutes getting dolled up. She was already clearly, she arrived in makeup, in her, her outfit. So why did it matter what the green room looked like, right? So I've been in the Today Show green room, and... You got to imagine, this is not your normal TV studio, the Today Show. This is buildings in Midtown that are very mm -hmm. old. So there's limited space. There's limited space. This is not like they built the whole, this is not the Warner Brothers lot. So you're yeah. dealing with limited space. And actually, the interesting part is where they do to Today Show, they have this small part where they do the studio. And then there's like a walkway that's public. And then there's a small studio in like an opposite downstairs corner where the where the you know the, it's considered the green room. But right next to that green room is a public men's bathroom. So you have like homeless guys go into the bathroom, and then all of a sudden they come out, and then they could see some of the biggest stars in the world walking right by them. It's just total <laughs> kind of chaos, but that's just how it is. I've been in that green room. Usually, you don't even have your own green room. You're sort of sharing a green room with other people. I went there one day with a celebrity. And I was in there with like Robin Givens and like two other people. It's like a tight room. They kind of give you like a few breakfast options. Like if you want like donuts or something like that, they have some things there for you to eat your coffee. But it's like you kind of just get it done. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those mm -hmm. things where you're not going there for the green room. They do have a bigger room upstairs, but it's just um, – it's one other room. And again, Jennifer Lopez is in there. Unfortunately, we can't put you in there. I don't know who to believe here. I almost – I kind of sway with the Today Show. What about you, Dex? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen other stars get annoyed with the dressing room because they feel like they need their time away. But it, she was supposed to co-host the third hour. So, like, again, who's the dressing room for? Her team? Because her team is going to be the ones sitting in the green room or the dressing room waiting for her while she is on set the entire time. It's not like a hotel room that you need 
for three days. It's a, a dressing room for the five minutes that you're getting ready. Well, I say which that. She's already, she's, which yeah, she's, she's already, already dressed. dressed. She's got her glam. She's already been on the show. So this is during your like downtime. It doesn't need to be that big. It it feels very much like a diva move. I mean, there's got to be more to the story that we haven't heard yet um, on why they were so upset about this. It's they are trying to yeah they're trying to you know put their perspective put it out there trying to change the SEO which is a search engine optimization they're trying to change it up by saying oh we're being pampered by Beyonce questions and that's trying to water over a little bit but not coming from the source even though they're saying sources um yeah it's like you said you're not in there long so and they're just trying to get the show across that's not they're just trying to do their job. And again, there's, there, it's, there's, there's only so much space. They don't really have space. They give them donuts. What else do you guys need? We're just trying to get the show done. It's <laughs> seven in the morning, guys. Come on. And I would say this is worse publicity than anything. Like you, you it doesn't make Kelly look good. And it may have been her team, but it, it doesn't make her look good. I'll tell you what, I did go by after last week when that was going on. Sh- Kelly was doing another TV show. And I saw there was a few SUVs outside. And I was I saw a driver and I just started talking to him. And I was like, Who are you driving for? He's like, Oh, Kelly Rowland. I was like, Oh, okay. Who's that guy driving for? Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland needs two SUVs in New York City. She has that much of a team. But I guess hair, makeup, publicist, assistant, all that people, they didn't want to put him in like, but Two SUVs is kind of a lot for Kelly Rowland, at least yeah. in New York City. And it's expensive because you have to pay probably around you know close to $500 an hour uh, an hour for these SUVs and uh, you got two of them it's not a cheap day but i guess <laughs> you know what you usually do that when someone else is paying the bill yeah i was going to say you know like you try to milk production. it for it's the part yeah. of the production company cuz she's doing all this press right now for her movie so exactly. probably probably that yeah dax number 7 Oh, deep fakes uh, ruining the world again. So uh, Bobby Altoff, you know, the uh, the the podcast host that we have been talking about so much. She had an AI deep fake go super viral this week. However, it was an X rated deep fake of um, supposedly her doing some self pleasure time. And um, <laughs> it like, okay describe it. yeah. Yeah, well, she I, she explained it. She said she woke up one morning, went on Twitter, saw that she was trending, and was like, oh, this is cool. I'm trending. What? Oh, my God. And this video pops up, and it is it looks like her, but they have used deep fake technology to put her face in and look like she is putting out an X-rated video. And, I mean, this comes right on the heels of the video of Drake being released where it looks like he is playing with himself on his private jet. And so there was the connection between her and Drake. People had said that they had hooked up and that he was the reason for her recent divorce. We talked about that last week on the raw rundown. And now this one comes out and it's so people started to believe that it was her just because of the coincidence, like everyone's kind of leaning into, Oh, did her ex-husband release the video of Drake? Did now, did he release this video of her? And she basically said, this isn't a hundred percent, not me. This is deep fake technology, which this sucks, man, because you feel violated <laughs> and it's not even you. It sucks for us too. We wanted to see a good video. Um, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> I thought, I actually thought that's what you're going. This sucks. Like what for who Dax for us? <laughs> of course. That's what I thought you were going with. Um, yeah. What are your, so everyone's trying to, it's definitely gotta be pretty surreal when you're like, wait, that's not me, but it's kind of be sort of surreal to see yourself doing it. I'm like, but that's kind of close. What are your thoughts I just on this like, Bobby Altoff girl? What do you, what, what I would your say if, on her? if I was in the same situation and then like this deep fake video came out, I would just hope they give me a big wiener. Yeah, me too. I want to have two of them too. <laughs> Two big wieners. Uh, I think this is, dude, think about Adam. He's got not just one, but two big wieners. Um, I think this girl, in my opinion, she her team is just working the system. They're not when she announced that she was getting divorced, 
she didn't hide. She just went right back out. Usually people kind of hide because there's sort of there are some stories that maybe she hooked up with Drake, and we don't know any truth to that. However, she went right to Super Bowl row and started going to the events and started to uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl weekend in Vegas mm-hmm. doing work, like putting herself on social media. She's not hiding from any of this attention. And I think it's the best thing for her to do as a business point. Yeah, keep showing face. Keep, make people interested in you. And obviously, this is a very weird thing. It's got to be a very terrible thing. The other mm-hmm. thing is like, hey, it's good for business. Yeah, con- yeah, go look at my photo. It's not me, but I'm, num- I'm the number one trending person on Twitter right now, on X right now. So her team knows well, what she's doing. Here, and it kind of go. goes into the Hollywood, you know. Well, I was going to say, there's been rumors that she is – a uh, an industry plant. plant that the industry has put her there to make her rise to this big star by fueling her with all these big stars, making her podcast go big as quickly as it has, all this news around her. Listen, I don't know, but it's I, hard I wouldn't for me put to, it past Hollywood, I'll tell you that much. I would have passed it. It's hard for me to know if she's a Hollywood plant because I'm just jealous that I'm not one. However... <laughs> <laughs> I think at every single news story that comes out, her team takes full advantage of the story and uses this to build leverage and build momentum and build mm-hmm. her star power. I mean, we've seen that with other celebrities. We've seen that with like Sydney Sweeney has been doing that for a long time now. And now she's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. She's hosting Saturday Night Live coming up. I mean, this is – it's show business and uh, you take advantage of the news. So It does show you – like. The AI deepfake stuff, it is really scary, though. Like, when you think about it, like, especially being, you know, in this industry, covering these stories, like, how many fake things could go out to ruin someone's career or reputation or life or whatever? And it's just someone being a weirdo inside their basement creating videos. Yeah. People have a lot of time on their end. People... Remember not- to that person that doing that, give me a big wiener when you put release my video. That's all I ask for. Yeah. Uh, I, and I will not deny it's me then. But if you give me a tiny one, uh, AI all the way. You know what? I'm in show business, guys. Give me a vagina. Don't give me a wiener. <laughs> give me a vagina. Make it like, oh my God, Adam, I got a vagina. Let's get people talking. Let's make this fucking company go. Come on. Hollywood Wall 2024. Let's get the people talking. Dax, the number six story. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picturing you with a vagina. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Kim Kardashian being branded as desperate for reselling her old, quote unquote, dirty Hermes Birkin bag for $70,000. Uh, so, you know, she's got this whole thing. Well, the family actually has a website called Kardashian Closet. Make sure you spell closet with a K. Um, and they go on there and they sell their old clothes and handbags and shoes and all of this kind of stuff. And one of the latest things on there is this like unique Hermes bag. And it's like a a cream color alligator, apparently. And she's listed it for 70 freaking thousand dollars. Um, I guess it doesn't come with the like certificate that you need when you travel with the bag because it's made out of an exotic leather, which is... I guess, alligator um, or includes alligator. But uh, people are like, wait, so and it's listed and it's got some scuffs and it's got some scratches and the handles themselves are a little worn down. Um, and people are like, it looks gross. It, it it looks as if the handle of the bag, she had like her, her fake tanner has rubbed off onto the handles. And people are like, so wait, you're selling your old dirty handbag for that amount of money. But the handbag itself, I think if it originally retails for like $120,000. So $70,000 seems like a pretty good deal for a little fake tanner on it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, listen, there's value to it because Kim Kardashian actually used the bag. Let's be real. It's it, it, there, that. Think of if you had a bag. I know it's a, a weird comparison, but if Marilyn Monroe, you had a purse for Marilyn Monroe. There is some value to the bag. Hermes bags as well. They like Louis Vuitton. They start to gain appreciate. value. They appreciate. Yeah. And actually, it's funny. I just had a call with someone about this company in Vegas, and the woman who runs the company was a used to be a high end um, madame 
Mm-hmm. So she was a female pimp in a way. Uh, but she basically got into the Hermes bags and does the reselling of them because these bags go for so much money on their for on that sort of on that market. So and honestly, what if she had a used car? Is she just supposed to get rid of the car and just if she buys a? I know now. I think Kim has a like a hundred thousand dollar Tesla truck. Mm-hmm. When she's done with it, she's just supposed to throw it away. No, like resell it, make some money on it. Cause there is some value to it. You shouldn't just lose money on it. And I think that's the hard part for celebrities that if a celebrity goes to a store and uses a coupon, people will kind of get weird by it. Like what you're rich, but no, they're human too. And they deserve to get paid for it. And, but there is a market for those bags and it's insanely expensive. I mean, I think the did, average is around 40,000 for yeah. those things. Did you see earlier this month, she had like a whole Balenciaga purse collection that she was showing off. She had 129 purses or bags and each one is let's say about $3,000. You're talking $400,000 in just Balenciaga purses that she has like, good God, that is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not mad at Kim for this. I don't think people should give her shit. I think they should just understand life, people, in the market. What if she had a baseball card? She wants to sell a baseball card. It's the same. These are well, collectible you, items. You know people like to hate on her for anything and everything. Stop keeps hating her, on Kim. Keeps Stop. Her, it keeps her brand big. She, I think she wants people to keep hating on her because that's what's fueled her longevity for so long is the love and the hate. And so you have to have a lot of equal equal. Are it. you saying that Bobby Althoff, whatever her name is, is taking <gasps> a note from Kim Kardashian? Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dax number five. Jimmy Kimmel hinting at uh, potentially retiring from late night TV. So, you know, he's said this before. This is not the first time, but he had an interview with the LA Times where he said that, you know, it's it's really hard to balance scripts for his show and pitches for the, the Oscars, which he is now going to be hosting again. He said, you know, I was literally nodding off onto my computer. In those moments, I think I cannot wait until my contract is over. He says, but then I go off for like a summer or on a strike and I start going, oh, I miss this stuff. Well, he goes, I think this might be my final contract. And, you know, He said it before, and then he always comes back. And I always think that this is a good thing to say when your contract is almost over because it riles people up, it gets interest in it, and then you end up signing a bigger contract because the network is desperate to have you come back. So I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be the final you know, season of Kimmel coming up because he's like a year away from his contract ending. Um but it, it could be. He's been on forever, be. dude. He's been on for like 21 years, I think, like that. It's one of the longest running people. He's over everyone else at this point. Colbert, um, Fallon, he, he's been on longer than all of them. Yeah, it's weird that we're at the age where you kind of see these shows that like are not going anywhere. But you've seen like the evolution of the hosts. Um mm-hmm. Like I grew up on Letterman and then when Letterman goes, it's like, what? Like you're, you're not supposed to go anywhere. You're supposed to be there forever. That's just what you do. (laughs) And those shows are a lot of work, man. Those shows, they take a lot out of you. It's, it's a tough job. It's not on every day, every time. Like you can't ever screw up. It's kind of like sucks. And it's, you know, with a lot of long hours live. Yeah. It's it, yeah, it's a long out. Well, it, remember when his show used to be live? It's not live anymore, but um, you know they they tape it earlier in the day. But it's a lot of work. I mean, you're there four to five days a week, prepping hours before the show, getting the monologue down. So I, I can't blame because it's not like a money thing to him, but it's mm-hmm. also like an addiction because it's he, he he in his system he's always worked, and when you take that out of someone, they don't feel like a person they don't feel normal and in fact like this is what kind of keeps them young is working what keeps them i wouldn't say relevant it just it's just who they are they're a working guy and now once they it's hard to give up that job yeah i do wonder like will they keep calling him to be the host of the oscars if he doesn't have the daily show and i'm sure he they would just because he's 
good at it and he's funny and he's he keeps it interesting but i do wonder if those calls stop coming in as much as they have it to this point yeah definitely all right dax number four number four tom cruise has met his girlfriend's kids and uh sounds like the couple is getting a little more serious so we've talked about this on the podcast before but tom cruise is dating this russian socialite el elcina i and I'm going to butcher her last name, but we're fucking going for it because you know why? It's <laughs> Friday. Elsina Kashrova. Um, and I guess he's now met her children. And that is what someone is telling Page Six exclusively. She's 36 right now. She's the daughter of this Putin allied politician. Um, and has a son and a daughter from a previous marriage to this Russian oligarch and diamond dealer Dmitry Teskorov. My I am butchering these names left and right, but I don't even give a fuck. Um, yeah, so the couple, they divorced back in 2021. Uh, this divorce made a bunch of international headlines because there were millions of dollars in dispute, including a mansion in England, five London apartments, a Bentley, a Ferrari, Cartier jewelry, artwork. I mean, all this stuff. So her name became pretty big in the headlines for a while. I guess this divorce cost... Uh, cost the the husband uh, 188 million dollars is what he claimed and that he shelled out another 12 million on clothes two and a half million on handbags over this 11 year marriage um so uh, anyway i guess he met this woman uh, he's been having apparently like dinner and hangout sessions at his london apartment he's got a, a hyde park penthouse and he has these like sunday tea parties which he invites all these socialites and and fancy people to come by his apartment which just sounds weird for tom cruise to be doing anyway but um i guess when people come over they have to sign like NDAs and it's an elite crowd that's allowed in. So he was introduced to her. Apparently he has butlers and homemade cakes and it's all super British stuff. And he, I guess he's hired a staff and a DJ and all of this. It sounds so weird. Like, like he's trying to like buy friends or something over there. I'm so surprised he's able to keep such a private life. There's no photos ever that run by Tom with Tom Cruise going to, in this day and age, for Tom Cruise to go to a restaurant, how does nobody in the restaurant just take a photo or take Agreed. some video of Tom Cruise? And we my, never see that stuff. It's pretty wild. My thought with him is he doesn't go to a restaurant if he has to sit in an open spot. I think he's one of those people, like when you see a back room at a, at a restaurant that's closed off, I think he only goes to those type of restaurants. He's Name a bigger actor on the planet. There is no one who is a bigger actor than Tom Cruise. But is it as fun to go to a restaurant when you never can kind of sit? Is it would your dream to be go to a restaurant and just always be in a private room, or is it to sit among people? Dude, but we're normal. Like people aren't staring <laughs> at us when when we are eating. There I would say if you're Tom Cruise level, it would be really annoying to be sitting there trying to eat your food and everyone is gawking at you everyone is talking about you everyone's approaching you that to me would be not it wouldn't even make it fun you wouldn't want to leave your house so i think that's why he's like i'll leave my house but i want to be locked up in a room at the restaurant with only people i know and the one waiter coming in or out you know yeah I actually, dude, I just saw this. This is an interesting story. Did you see this story about Wendy Williams? This is going to be like four and a half. Did you just uh, see the story about Wendy Williams? This is crazy. So, yeah. So, her family now is speaking out, kind of breaking their silence. This is kind of the first time we've heard from the family. Uh, but they did this whole cover story for People Magazine. And the, the title was The Fight to Save Wendy Williams. So, you know, it's already been two and a half years since she kind of did her final How You Doing on the show. And then she kind of disappeared. We've seen all these stories come out that were not necessarily positive stories about her substance abuse problems, but uh, her niece, a couple other family members actually sat down and talked to people because they are releasing this show. Um, what's the name of it again? Where, where is Wendy Williams? Yes, this is the yeah. documentary uh, that's going to be on Lifetime. It's premiering February 24th. So I guess that's tomorrow yeah um, and it's going to be uh, it, it, they're saying it's a heartbreaking 
watch. Um, so the, the Lifetime documentary crew began filming back in August of 2022 to follow her comeback and, and watch her start up this podcast. Well, it they're saying it quickly evolved into something very different as the, the crew captured her really on the throes of alcohol addictions and struggles with health issues and Graves disease and um, all this stuff that was going on in her life. Um, but they're saying it, you know, watching her kind of deteriorate in front of, her, of their eyes was really sad. Um, and, and I guess there was one moment where her driver is driving her through New York, drives her past the Wendy Williams studio and then she goes, can you drive me past the studio? And he's like, we literally just did this. Like what? He goes, I don't know what the hell is going on. Her, You know, he, it's like she's losing memory. She doesn't know who I am sometimes. And so they really dive into this during this documentary, which I know that the interview was done to promote the series and it's working. Because I got to yeah. tell you, it makes me really want to sit down and watch this documentary on her life because it it just unraveled so quickly. She she went to a treatment center for cognitive issues, and I guess she is still in the facility to this day um, and that her family has a court appointed legal guardian. And that's the only person who has basically access in and out to her. Um so I, I haven't had time to read this entire article. This is kind of like what I'm seeing off the top of the bat, but it sounds like a really, really sad situation. And they're saying that a lot of these issues are being tied back to alcohol abuse. Wow, man. It, this, this story is, it's going to be a bigger documentary one day mm -hmm. from one of the biggest talk show hosts. She really was at the time, you know, this is only a few years ago. Her show was pretty incredible. Wendy was so good at what she yeah. did. She she was Kelly Ripa, and she didn't need a market Suelos from Ryan Seacrest. She could do this show by herself. She was well spoken. She was interesting. <laughs> it's, but then to see what happened from it, and you wonder if it was from outside people in her life, from her ex husband who was her manager. Man, it it's. It's sort of sad. It, it's sad. It's, it's not sad sort story. of sad. It's very sad. It's like, sad. It's gross. When I mean gross, it's gross by like the people that were in her head and in her life that were taking full advantage of her. Yeah. It's just a very odd, unique thing because we've never seen anything like this. The trailer for the documentary looks I, – I, like, I hate to say it looks – I don't want to say it looks awesome and amazing because it is sad, but it is very interesting. It's very unique. You want to see more what happens. People want, I mean, it's, it's that train wreck type situation where you can't look away because you're like, I have to watch what happens, you know, and it's sad, but it, the curiosity in all of us wants to watch something like that. Dax, Hollywood loves a comeback story, but is that comeback story happening anytime soon? Do you think for Wendy Williams, the fact that she's been living in a facility for a while, it's gonna be a long time, huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this goes. I don't know if this is long-term permanent damage done by substance abuse, and we won't see that windy back. You know, man, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching this documentary like a like a lot of other people. I want to see exactly from their perspective. What from? I, I need to write down to record it because. Isn't that funny to record it? But like when it's on Lifetime, you actually have to sure. record it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not scrolling to Lifetime, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Dax, the number three story. Number three story. We have been talking about this for months. Giselle Bunchen and her jujitsu uh, trainer are officially dating. We have said this for so long, right after her and Tom uh, – filed for divorce she was seen out in costa rica with the jujitsu guy and we were like wow they're getting really close and spending a lot of time together and at the time they said no 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 we're just friends he's here teaching the kids uh jujitsu in costa rica um you know th there's nothing going on and all of us kind of sat back and thought, okay, that's weird. Well, they are now uh, admitting that Giselle and Joaquim have been dating since they say June. 
I say bullshit. But nevertheless, that is what they're saying. Uh, they said that they were taking it slow, started out as great fat friends. She's private about everything in her life. And they wanted to, you know, they they got to know each other over, over the time when she was single. What's funny yeah. is Tom Brady sources are calling BS on her timeline. Saying, wow. yes, like, nope. Like, you can look back to... They should add June of 2021 as when they started dating, which if that's the case, that means it was way before her and Tom even split up. Wow. I don't know if they're alluding to she moved on while she was still married to Tom. Uh, But, um, you know, (laughs) the way that they were hanging out right away makes me think that they have been together for a very long time. There was just, I think for us, we just wanted some ending to the story. Is she hooking up with her trainer? Is she hooking up with this guy? How did it start? This was not a good breakup between Giselle and Tom, right? We don't no, think this was like, they're, they're, they're both doing the, the, the nicest way possible for the two of them to kind of mm-hmm. co-parent. But personally, there's got to be some animosity between the two. Don't we think? We're not seeing them like Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow walking on the beach together and double dating anytime soon. No, I I think clearly they had moved on. And I also don't feel like Tom was fair to her and the relationship. Like, football was his true marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... That was his his love in life was football. And I, I it was it happened over and over again that he basically told her, I'm going to retire and focus on family. And then he never did. He would retire and then unretire and then retire and then unretire. And so I, I think it took so much of a toll on this relationship that she probably just got over it and was like, all right, well, I'm going to move on because you clearly have a bigger love in your life than me. Yeah, um, but now I think we got conclusion to the story. These two are definitely dating. It just – it was getting weird. It's like, how are you guys not dating? But I guess they just weren't ready to kind of make their their relationship public. And I guess they probably still didn't want to, but eventually you have to address the rumor, especially after there's photos of you guys kissing. And it's like, yeah, we're together, but we're taking it very, very slow. We're, we're um, just good friends. We're good friends that make out. Like, we're good friends that stick each other's tongues in each other's mouth. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and we're we're super hot, and we're always shirtless, and, you know, paddleboarding and horseback riding. But like, we're just friends. Just that friends. We like to touch tongues. Like, no I do this deal. with my bros. I do this the other guys I do <laughs> MMA with. It's, we it's like fine. to rub bellies. It's fine. Dax, number two story. Number two. Did you see Machine Gun Kelly's new tattoos? Holy moly. Uh, He got this pretty shocking blackout tattoo that covers the majority of his upper body. Um, It goes all the way. And when I say blackout, I mean, for people that don't know what that means, it means you cover all of your old tattoos. You basically look like you took a Sharpie and covered your body and didn't leave any open space. So his entire arms are covered, his chest. Um, but it, it it shows like the way they did it, it was kind of like these little like peekaboo lines where you can see through to the old tattoos. Um, so, Adam, I'm going to say this. Please don't judge me. But oh, I think God. his tattoos look kind of cool. <laughs> Oh my god! Dude, it is really probably cool. one of the coolest blackout tattoos that I've ever seen. Oh, it's tough to look at. I'm not. I think it's tough to look at. I mean, but yet again, it's his body. I, I don't. I don't need to look at know. it. There's, there's something. It cool. The it reminds me of something from like a Marvel movie in the way that like the lines are down. Um, I don't know. I for it some reason real. I like it, it and I don't normally. I don't normally like blackout tattoos. I like this one and I think he looks really cool in it. I'm curious how long, like how many hours he had to do it for. Cause I saw him two weeks ago and mm-hmm. then I'm trying to picture. I mean, I might've had a few drinks in me, but I wasn't looking for that tattoo. I mean, it's, it's on his body, his upper part of his body. So I didn't, I don't, th- I forgot what he was wearing and I had like drinks in me too. So I wasn't even like trying to shoot him. I was like, oh, there's Machine Gun Kelly, which I probably should have fucking put my camera on him. 
But yeah, that's well. It, it apparently they didn't miss an inch of his. Yeah, they didn't miss like one piece of his body. And like you know the what? These, the blackout tattoos are ridiculously painful because you get into portions of your arm, like the back side of your arm. I've heard is extremely painful to tattoo, or you hit a spot where it's like close to bone and it is literally the needles are just like kind of hitting your bone. So for a lot of people, they can't do blackout tattoos because it is too painful. And his tattoo artist came out and was doing like an interview saying that he is probably one of the toughest people that she has ever tattooed, that she was doing 13 hour tattoo sessions with him day after day after day. I don't know the exact length of time of how long, but he was like, fixated on getting this done and there's there's also this whole other side story where he's saying that this was also to prove to megan fox that he is 100 percent committed in their relationship which again the whole story behind it i'm like okay like i guess he told fans that it was for spiritual purposes and that he made a a, a the change as a testament to his relationship with her i don't get all of that stuff but ness but it it looks cool to me, and his old tattoos I feel like weren't the prettiest ones. So I don't know. I don't I'm know. I, I kinda, I'm into it. The older tattoos were more story to me. Like, what does that tattoo mean to you? What does that tattoo mean? When'd you get that? When'd you? This one's like, you just wanted a stamp on your body. I it's not my thing, but if it worked for him, I get it. It's do, do those tattoos fade after a while? I mean, I'm sure it's, it's black lighter. now. Yeah, so I'm curious what it's going to look like in 15, 20 years. But whatever makes them happy, it's the rock and roll lifestyle, Dax. For me, I'm into the uh, Hasidic rabbi look. That's my <laughs> style. That's, 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 I'm like, man, I am so unrock and roll if that's what these guys are doing. I'm like, man, I want to be cool, but. Well, did you also see um, Megan Fox recently got her sleeve done? Because she debuted that at the Grammys. So no, she has like, yeah, so her whole arm got done up recently as well. So they've just, they like tattoos. They must just spend a lot of time at the tattoo parlor and They're getting so all these rich. tattoos They have a parlor. Done. They probably have a room in their house where they get <laughs> tattoos. That's what they have like a room where like, hey, let's get our hair done or we get tattoos in. That's just how these I mean, should we also mention all the talk of her face this week? Uh, Will we get shit for that? Yeah, we'll get shit for that because maybe um, she looks good. Good, you know, she looks good for her. Dax! It was a a bad photo. That's all I'll say. Okay, let's move on. Dax, the number one story of the week. Number one story of the week, Tom Sandoval shoving his foot right back in his mouth, saying another really dumb thing. Uh, He did an interview with the New York Times Magazine where he was asked why he thought Scandoval got so big, and he gave a completely tone-deaf answer. He said, look, I'm not a pop culture historian, really, but I witnessed the O.J. Simpson thing and and George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare this to, but I I think, but do you think it's weird in a way it's a little bit the same? No! A senseless murder of a black man is not the same thing as you cheating on your girlfriend, bro, um, or the O.J. Simpson trial of a murder. Like, what are you talking about? Um, And so instantly, you know, Bravo got wind of this interview and tried to put the brakes on it. It obviously has gone out. He has now already had to basically apologize. He put up a a story on Instagram saying, my intentions behind the comments I made in the New York Times magazine were to explain the level of national media attention my affair received. The comparison was inappropriate and ignorant. I am incredibly sorry and embarrassed. And it's funny because I felt like listening to people that do watch Vanderpump Rules were starting to kind of feel for him um, because now you're, you're watching the behind the scenes with Ariana and him and the dynamic. And people were saying, you know, I, I'm seeing this fact that they're talking about, you know, wanting to sell the house or he's wanting to keep the house and she wants to get rid of it. And it, it, they were feeling like she was being a little vindictive in it and just kind of trying to punish him. And so I was starting to see people side with him. And then this came out and I'm like, and there you go. You're an idiot. 
I mean, it's funny when you do an interview like this and he says a line like this, the reporters got to be like, thank you. Thank you. That's, <laughs> we're going with that. That's the thing we're going to capitalize on. And he apologized for it. He did apologize and realize how out of context he was. But you got to have some self-awareness. Like, what are you thinking, dude? <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's I, uh, crazy, but it's also pretty funny. But I also think he was dead serious when he said when he said it. Like this wasn't yeah. thing that just came out of random. He thought about this and he had conversations with people in his circle saying, I gotta I compare this to George Floyd and OJ. It's yeah. just surreal. It's just, it's so bad. So bad on so many levels. Um, and you know, listen, I, I think even the like reporter kind of sided with him and so it's like I understood where he was trying to go with like the level of scrutiny that was placed on an entertainment news story or a news story in general in America um but you you just you can't compare the two yeah you, you can't it's uh, to put any of man oh here we go this was what the the uh the author or the interviewer said, uh, I think I knew what he meant. He was trying to express the oddity of becoming a symbolic center of nationwide discussion in a major news story. Um, but yeah. So, nope. Sorry. You lost me, Tom. <laughs> and I was rooting for you for a little bit there. Um, just just when he's back. like sort of like getting back on like the getting on his feet and people are start, yeah. starting to a little bit forgive him. Something like this happens and just ruins him again. And I love him. And the reason I would root for him is because I do love the comeback story. You know, no matter what side I like when people fall to the depths and then pick themselves right back up and and come back from that. I love that kind of story. And I think America does, too. I know you do. Um, But it's hard when someone keeps throwing themselves back down the stairs. (laughs) Guys, that is our raw rundown. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're on it all. We have a private Facebook group called Off The Record. You guys should be in it because it's a really cool, cool community. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. A Huda Media Production.